Oh, man. Do we live for weekends like this? We absolutely live for weekends like this, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Basilio, live with you on a Friday. It is going to be, without a doubt, absolutely incredible and amazing. Huguenin's going to join us here in hour one. Uh, Todd Walker's going to join us as well. Uh, we're also going to break it down scientifically with a couple guests coming up. Um, we've got so much stuff to talk about, so little time to get there. Let's do this. Let's do this, ladies and germs. Let's do this. Brief time out. We come back. We get into it. Dino, Jeff, are you rested, tan, rested, and ready to go after last weekend? I understand you guys set a softball record for the amount of games played. Uh, played eight games, Tony, in three days. Uh, I don't think that that's the perfect design for 60-plus. Uh, not, not exactly what the doctor ordered for you guys, huh? Uh, probably what the doctor told you not to do. Well, it's fun to it's fun to live on the end or live. You on need the to edge, take the it? approach to the balls took in Hoover next time, Bino. Uh, Hugie Bear, Todd Walker, and we'll see what other trouble we can get into in hour one right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644.
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast $1.89 a pound, iceberg lettuce 99 cents each, that smart sugar four pound bag two for $5, and Coca-Cola variety six packs three for $12. All right, great deal. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door. And the staff there is really, really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much. And again, you can check out all their great deals. And they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you, easy for me to say, as we welcome you back on the one, the only. And we're going to go live now to the one, the only, Mike Huguenin, who joins us now. And Hugie is uh, our Friday date, and I love him. He's incredible. And Hugie, let's park here for half a second. Because we had a impassioned call yesterday from a caller, Josh, who was talking about the the the, the lords of college football going up, including uh, Nick Saban, including the Southeastern Conference Commissioner, going up to the halls of Congress and asking the federal government to help them put some guardrails on NIL. Hugie, your thoughts on that? Well, I think it says a lot that if you're relying on the government to help you, um, things are beyond messed up. 
Um, I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. The, the idea that college football or college athletics is begging for congressional help, that sort of says it all. But um, it, it's obvious that the schools aren't interested in sort of policing themselves. The NCA has abdicated all responsibility. We can't handle this. We're, we're a weak and effectual organization is basically what they're saying. We need help from Congress. Um, and th- something is, uh, I guess, you know, I, I've, I've been an NIL proponent for a long time, um, and, and I've said, and we've discussed this in the past, if, if the NCA had any forward thinkers, we'd be in about year 10 or 11 of NIL. Um, it would have come into, they would have started gathering information in the early 2000s, had it in place by 2010, 2011, and all the kinks would have been worked out. Well, now, obviously, we're, we're basically two years into this. There are no kinks being worked out. Everybody's looking for loopholes. They need congressional help. Um, and if they, don't con- if they don't get congressional help, Perhaps that is what will spur them uh, to actually try to come up with some guardrails of their own. And, and the, the one interesting thing to me, and I think you and I have discussed this as well, I think everybody involved in college athletics thinks that guardrails need to be in place because it's wildly varying by state, for goodness sake. Um, I think there is potential for the schools to get together and say we're doing this, this, and this, and that's the way it's going to be. Um, but, again, the idea that they're asking for congressional help, um, <laughs> yeah, you, if you're a college athletics fan, you're, you're laughing to keep from crying. Well, what's the, what's the rub? Do they want, like, a cap? I, I think they want, I mean, I think basically, bottom line, a lot of schools just want some rules. What can we do? Um, you know, supposedly the, the whole idea of the NCA says, well, there is no, you can't do pay for play. Yeah. yeah well, but what a joke. Right. What a joke. What a joke. So, yeah, maybe there is limits to be, to be placed on it. You know, eventually I think, uh, and I've said this on your show before, we talked about this as well. I think that the day is coming. I don't know how soon, but I think you're going to become employees, I think. Um, and, the I think the longer they put off the NIL, the quicker that aspect comes into play. Mike, the reason why it took them so long to embrace NIL, you've got people at Arkansas. I don't know whether it was the president or AD, but they said something like, well, they can make more money getting NIL than they can if they went pro. Stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking but, about, but, but, you know, uh, I, the last place I worked was on three, and right when the... Uh, the movie Air came out, which was obviously about Sonny Vaccaro and in, in, in the Air Jordan aspect. We did a story on Sonny Vaccaro. Sonny Vaccaro was arguing for player pay in the 90s. That's 30 years ago. Um, the Ed O'Bannon case, that, that, that came about, and I believe in 2000, it started in 2005 or 2006. And if, if there had been, again, forward thinkers in the NCAA, this is coming, let's get ahead of it. Instead of always reacting, and that's the biggest as, the biggest problem I have with the NCA, the aspect that they're totally reactive. They're never proactive. And even now, you're right, there's 
There's wildly varying ideas of what NIL should be. Some schools are still extremely slow to adjust, um, but it's it's obvious that with so many disparate roads here and, and, and different laws in different states, what, what schools in Florida can do is not what the same as what schools in California can do. So there's an uneven playing field at the least, you would think. Again, you would think that the NCAA could come up with some kind of baseline, but again, this organization has proven for the last 30 years that it's extremely ineffectual. But just, just baseline rules would be a gigantic positive. It's Especially be, in Texas right now. The Texas schools have a big advantage. Well, and that's the thing, Hugie. That's the thing that's got these guys scared is that Texas says we're going to take this thing inside, and they're basically telling the NCAA, come get it. Right, it, it, and we're, our state law says yeah, we can do this, so state, we're going to. Yeah, that's, yes. That's the problem. Again, and, and that's why they, they want some kind of national guidelines because they're extremely worried about state-by-state guidelines because Texas – Yep. Is not the same as Virginia, which is not the same as New York, which is not the same as Washington, and all you know. You got schools in all those states that are are FBS football schools, so um, so, something's going to have to be done, um, and that's why they're basically begging for help from Congress. But I'm not sure Congress is in the mood to help them, and I'm not sure Congress is capable of helping them. Beanstar. Hey, Mike, once, uh, I, if or when uh, players become employees of the university, uh, is, is, is Tony's prophecy far behind where we show up at a football game one day and, and these kids walk off the field? They're unionized and they walk off the field. Yeah, collective bargaining, that's going to be an interesting aspect to this. Um, I don't, again, I don't think this is coming anytime soon, but there's, there's stuff has got to change in college athletics because, you know, they, you know, everybody talks about the inequities, um, in the, in the FBS ranks. There's 10 conferences and the SEC and Sunbelt aren't on the same planet. Well, I still argue that there's inequities within conferences because no one who is sane can sit there and explain to me why Alabama and LSU get the same kind of deals from their media rights revenue as Mississippi State and South Carolina. Those schools aren't on the same planet. So the inequities are, and you'll forget the idea that there's, what, I don't know, 9,000 NCAA schools, or, or I don't know, I'm sorry, 1,500 NCAA schools, Division One and Division Three. You got Alabama and Wartburg in the same organization. So not only is there a, a gigantic dichotomy between Division One and Division Three, there's gigantic differences in Division One, and that's where the inequities I think eventually are going to truly show up and cause the the, the true big schools to say we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and if you don't like it, lump it. We don't care. Hey, Hughie, Wednesday, the schedule reveal for 2024. i got to tell you something. John Adams was on here yesterday, and we were talking about his schedule for Tennessee, proposed schedule, had both Oklahoma and Texas on it, which is kind of fun to consider. It's kind of neat to see Oklahoma and Texas 
appear on Southeastern Conference schedules, even if it is kind of, you know, we're just doing it as an exercise, it's sort of fun to consider Tennessee and Texas playing football next year. This is going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I I, I just cannot wait for They're going to have to go to nine games. Just get over with. I don't know why the SEC is so recalcitrant when it comes to this. Uh, wow. But, you know, the, the Big Ten had the, had the news uh the 24-hour cycle yesterday, yep. with their, which is truthfully a fascinating way to go about scheduling. Penn State has no annual rivals, zero, and I think Iowa has three. So, no, um, whoa, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean no annual? Explain that. There is, there is, if, there is Penn State will not play. Michigan and Ohio State will play every year. USC and UCLA will play every year. Uh, weirdly, Illinois and Purdue will play every year. Indiana and Purdue will play every year. Penn State has no annual rival. Thirteen of the four, uh, fifteen of the sixteen schools have an annual rival. Penn State does not, and evidently, Penn State is cool with that. And the and one thing the Big Ten has said is that everybody you will play everybody in the league at least once every two years. So that's that's fantastic. Um, the, and the SEC, you know, the, the Big Ten's playing, going to be playing, uh, plays nine conference games. The Big 12 plays nine conference games. The Pac 12 plays nine conference, nine non-conference ga- uh, nine conference games. Why can't the SEC do it? Um, obviously part of the issue with the SEC is the annual opponent thing has caused a brouhaha. Well, the, the Big Ten has shown that some schools don't care. So some schools uh, are playing two annual opponents. Some schools have three. Some schools have one. Penn State has zero. So how about um, that? It, it's how amazing about, yeah. to me that the Big Ten did this with very little pushback, evidently, and yet in the SEC it's some kind of interesting warfare, for God's sake. Uh, so it, that's it's, and maybe that's because. The Big Ten truly is one for all and all for one. I don't really think they are, but they're the idea that the SEC can't even can't even decide to play nine conference games, and here you got the Big Ten. It's blown past that, and they have annual rivals, and some schools don't have any. Well, you know and the thing about everybody seems to be well, hunky dory with that. I would think Penn State fans would like that, and here's why: because. Getting your brains beat in by Ohio State every year and Michigan to some right. extent is probably not much fun. Plus, if you're if you're Penn State, that means some years, yeah, you're going to be playing a a wide. Everybody plays everybody in a two-year stretch, but you have an even wider variety. Wider variety. And Ohio State, Michigan, for instance, has Ohio State and Michigan State. Michigan doesn't really care about playing Penn State on an annual basis, or vice versa. And if you're Penn State, well, the closest schools to us are Maryland and Rutgers. They don't move the needle for anybody. So uh, I thought it was extremely cool that, that Penn State decided that. The league's fine with it. And, again, the, you know, you got warfare in the SEC. Yep. Oh, my God, are we going to go to eight or nine? And here you've got the Big Ten that's already decided its future scheduling plan when it gets to 16. I, I don't understand how the SEC can be this far behind the curve because what SEC fan only wants eight conference games? Let's get serious. Not a great look for the grand potentate Sankey, no, who's supposed not, to be no. the all-knowing. And go ahead, Beanstar, jump in here with Hughie. Uh, Mike, I, I think there are obviously two reasons why the SEC stayed at eight. One, uh, Nick Saban uh, dis- 
Tennessee got good enough to where he didn't want them to be uh, in there with LSU and Auburn as their uh, permanent opponents. And they're obviously trying to extort some more money uh, out of of ESPN. I think that's the biggest reason, the TV aspect. But, okay, let's say that ESPN draws a line in the sand and says, we've already signed our deal, we're not giving you more money. So is the SEC really going to say, fine, we're going to continue to play four non-conference games. Four, and we're going to have one good non-conference games and three garbage ones. And, hey, fans, if you don't want to pay up, we'll find somebody who will. But, I mean, again, it goes back to if, if you're a Tennessee fan, do you really want to pay, what, 90 bucks to see Austin P come to town? If you're a Texas A&M fan, do you want to pay 95 bucks or whatever to see a home game against Abilene Christian? No, get rid of that garbage. Add an extra conference game. Um, and, you know, you know, it's interesting that the five schools who wanted the nine, I think it was Missouri, LSU, Florida, Georgia, and I can't remember the other one, uh, maybe Texas A&M. But, I mean, I, if, I, I just I cannot understand the rationale behind telling fans you're gonna. We're gonna be playing four non-conference yep. games a year, and and three of those, you know, outright are gonna be garbage games. But eh, too bad. You know, Damn. one of the one of the things Adam said yesterday, and he's right. If Tennessee isn't great right now, or very good, I don't know if they're great. Very good. Uh, Saban's probably if Not, uh, right. Pruitt's right. still there, he probably would have signed off on it. Right, and I, someone, I think I don't know who it was. Someone wrote that all, Auburn's annual opponents would have been. Georgia, Alabama, I forget the other one. But they yeah. said oh, say everybody, every coach, for the most part, unless Vanderbilt's on your schedule right. annually, take, you're going to be ticked off. You're going to take your medicine. In this I conference, mean, you're taking your medicine. That means it's fair. Yep. Good, so, Beanstar. Yeah. Until you get rid of Vandy. But yeah. that, that, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, um, I, But I think the TV money, the TV money reason is, is the big one. But again... It, let's say ESPN doesn't decide to pony up. The idea that the SEC would stay with, with eight would be a, just an incredible embarrassment. Hey, Hughie, you're my main man. You're a gentleman and a scholar. You uh, have any final thoughts here on the way out? And I'm, I much appreciate you, my well, brother. The, the basketball transfer portal is uh. still in full swing. Uh. Obviously, you can't go in anymore, but there's still a lot of dudes in there who can play. And, you know, for all the attention that's paid to the football portal, and with good reason, uh, basketball rosters can be totally remade in one off season to the point that, oh, didn't go to the NCAA tournament this year, but you know something? We should be a, at least one of the final 32 next year because of the work we did in the portal. And the portal enables every single coach in the country to dramatically transform a roster. You can't really do that in football. Yep. But you can do it in basketball. And from a gambling perspective, yeah, and for a gambling perspective, if you're paying attention, there is money to be made early in that regular yes. season because yes. there's a lot of soft spots out there in that deal. Yes, no question. So, Hugie, you're my man. Much love to you. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks, man. The great Mike Huguenin every Friday breaks it down scientifically with us. I want to call attention to something that's going on in the mid-state tonight for our mid-state listeners, an opportunity for you to get out 
and enjoy something with a new partner we have on the air. My friends at Zen Sports, you'll be hearing about them in the days, weeks, and months ahead, are uh, right here on this program, are going to be hosting an event this evening. And I've got Ali Melnicki joining me, along with Robert Kowalski. Uh, and uh, both of them, I'll tell you this, Allie does a podcast. She's phenomenal. I want to I want to give her to give me a tout tonight on that uh, NBA Finals uh, game before she gets out of here. But they've got a great event going on tonight down in Nashville. And Allie and Robert, welcome in. I hope both of you are well. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I'm good. Actually, Robert had a run. We got some odd shifting in the MLB, some odd movement in the NBA, some profits as well. So, I'll be taking the call from here, but he's crunching the numbers. He works 24-7. He's amazing for us, our 24-7 bookkeeper. So, you know, it's great to be with you. It's great to be here in Nashville right now in the great state of Tennessee. And I can't tell you how excited we are to be here at Zen Sports. We're the new sports book in town. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, and as we talk about, because you guys were telling me about some of the different things that you've got coming down the line that will make you absolutely different than anybody else that's out there which is pretty wild, but um, tell me about tonight's event, and then I want to get into what you guys do. But tonight, because I want folks to get out there and see you all. Sure, yeah, we are going to be at the Corner Pub in downtown Nashville. That is right off Broadway. We're going to have a great party starting at 7 p.m. Central Time, so right before the tip-off of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. We're going to have food, drinks, swag, some other giveaways. We're just so happy to be here. We want to celebrate with Tennessee, and we're going to have some great local celebrities here, a.k.a. Tony Basilio, who should be joining us tonight. So, yeah, if you're in the Nashville area or if it's not too far of a drive, come on down. Join us at the Corner Pub in downtown Nashville right off of Broadway. Did I see that you're going to have um, some of the Nashville personalities that will be there include whom? Go ahead and lay that on me. Yeah, we are going to have Ramon Foster. I love Ramon. Big Ramon. Big Ragu. The, the man. Yeah. We got him coming down. He's going to be there. We got Derek Mason coming down. So we got some some local Tennessee legends here. So we are so excited to kick off with you guys tonight. Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, again, the Corner Pub. What time does it get underway? So we are going to kick off the party at 7 p.m., so just enough time for everyone to get in and get any last-minute bets in before the NBA game tips off tonight. All right, lay it on me. we got a game All four right. tonight. The other night, uh, Jimmy Butler obviously looks hurt. What's the yep. latest line on that game, Allie? You have it in front of you? Yeah, so we are looking at, no surprise here, that Denver is favored in this one. They are winning 2-1, to one, even though the game is in Miami. So right now we're looking at the Nuggets minus three and a half as favorites. I got to be honest with you, Tony. I don't love the line either way. My lean is the Nuggets, but I think my better lean is towards some of the prop bets tonight. All right. I just I've seen this all postseason. The Heat they're number eight seed and they made it to the finals. They just seem to bounce back when it looks like they're down. Look at that Celtics series. Everyone thought they were going to just collapse yep. in Game Seven. They thought Boston was going to join their brethren, the Red Sox, being the only teams to come back from 3-0 in their respective leagues. And they just torched Boston in Boston. I, I was shocked at how, the margin they won by. I actually thought it was going to be much closer. So I just can't count the heat out in this game. Three and a half, that's just a lot. That, that might not seem like a lot of points, but it is a lot of points because we saw how 
the Heat bounced back in Game 2 after losing by a significant margin in Game 1. So this is one where I might lean to take the points with the Heat, but I do think the Nuggets will end up pull, pulling it out because, I mean, Jokic, you just can't stop him. He, he, he's insanely good. Triple-double the other night. I don't know how you could bet against him in this one. So my lean tonight, Heat plus 3.5, but I think the Nuggets pull it out. Brian Hartman, do you have a thought on that game tonight? You being a purveyor of the NBA, which broke your heart in the last round, a lover of the Boston Celtics. Oh, no. Are the Heat, Brian, going to get up off the ash heap one more time like they did against y'all? I think the Heat have won their last game of the 2023 season. Yeah, Jimmy Butler looked. Uh, that thing is going to end in five. Yeah, he looked beat down the other night, Allie, which he's yeah. got to really play. And from, from your perspective, too, the – the Joker, people can say whatever they want to say about him, but he's got an old-school game in a new-school way, in an old-school body. I mean, he's one of the more unique athletes in the world. I've never seen an athlete like him. You know, he just missed his third straight MVP award. Yep. I know there's a lot of debate whether it should have been him or Joel Embiid. Me, personally, I don't know how you could have voted against the Joker, but I give props to Embiid. He was deserving of it nonetheless. But he just seems like a guy in the mission. He seems so humble, too. I haven't seen a player, I don't think since Dirk Nowitzki, who just has been the forefront of his team and has played humbly like he has and just dominant as he has. So I liken Jokic's run right now to how Dirk Nowitzki just tore apart the same team, but with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, the Heat, back when they won in, I believe, 06. So the Joker, he's going to win MVP, but it's going to be finals MVP this year. Yeah, and I think that uh, JoJo, Joel Embiid, needs to start focusing his efforts on the postseason and quit worrying about regular season awards because God knows the Sixers have won enough what I would like to term meaningless how, regular season games. How yeah. silly does that look now, guys? I mean, think about it. Oh, it's unbelievable, Brian. That that decision to but, give. But, but Embiid, to her Embiid, point, Embiid had, game. to her point, Embiid had an incredible season. And he did. He had an incredible season. To Allie's point, he did. He had an incredible season. Uh, Allie, tell me about Zen Sports. You guys just launched literally in the last, like, 48 hours. Yep. What makes you guys the destination, the choice for the sports gambler in the state? Because there's a lot of things that you do differently. Sure. So we are the only sports book in the state of Tennessee that offers real cashback rewards. You're not going to get that with any other sports book. Other sports books, I'm sure I'm talking to plenty of sports bettors out there, they give you credits, they give you other stuff that you can't use in real life. No, Zen Sports does it differently. We reward you with the amount of betting volume you do every month, and we give you cashback. So you get a great welcome bonus when you sign up with us. You get up to 5% cashback on all your bets for the first 15 days. Unlimited when you lose when you use a referral code. You get cash back every month as part of our loyalty program. And with every friend referral, you earn a cash commission for the first six months after they sign up. So we are rewarding our users for cash that they could. They, it's not like any other sportsbook when you get free play and you got to keep rolling it rolling it over. No, we give you cash right in your account, and you could do with it as you wish. Keep betting, withdraw it. It's your money. And our promo code, if you're listening right now and you want to try uh, Zen Sports, is TNTONY. TNTONY is uh, the promo code that you want to use. Put it in there and get those cash rewards she's talking about. And then you guys have some things coming down the line. You had that in your release 
uh, as well. The second piece of this is going to be really exciting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so we are going to be launching our peer-to-peer sports book as well in the next few months. We're hoping to have it up by the end of the summer. So we will always, we will also only be the only sports book in Tennessee that offers both a traditional sports book where you bet against the house as well as peer-to-peer. So get the bookie out in the middle. You can make a bet. You can bet against your friends. You can make your own bet and have people in the peer-to-peer marketplace accept it. You can even bet against Tony Basilio in, in our app. So we're unique like that, that you make your own odds. You can create your own bet. It doesn't have to be the over-under that's listed. You can make your own number. So we are really putting control back into the better's hands. Hey, Bino, Jeff, let me ask you something. You think if I came on here and threw a bet out, people would bet against me, Bino, based on my track record? Uh, I, I'm guessing, Tony, that uh, it would override their system. <laughs> there's not enough, there's not enough money in circulation, Allie. Allie, if you have me on here touting something, there's not enough money in circulation how many bets would come in on the other way. So get ready for that, Allie. If you, if you put that power in my hands, Allie, you better get ready for that. All right. Well, we're, we're going to do for you, again, take advantage of our great welcome bonus out there. Like I said, you can earn you earn five percent of your cash back on your bets for the first fifteen days, up to two fifty without a referral code, unlimited with a referral code. So take advantage of that and start earning and start and start using Zen Sports today. Allie Melnicki, unbelievable. Great luck tonight with the launch party. Once again, it is where and at what time? It is at the corner pub downtown Nashville, seven PM Central Time. Hope to see you all there. And as we say in um, greater that New Jersey area where you come right outside of New York City, have a Doc Gooden. Have a great there day. Go. Thank you. Good talking to you. Thank you, Tony. Take care. Thank you, Allie. She doesn't know how to take me. On the other side, Todd Walker. Hey, Bino, when I get on here and I offer this audience, which will happen down the line, an opportunity to bet against me, what do you <laughs> – I think mean, people know what they're getting Getting themselves into with my track record. They're going to be re- very rich. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. That's that. That's gonna the thing. Very, it's, it's gonna, that's, a, that's a get rich quick scheme. That right peer to peer thing, I'm telling you, is really cool where you can say, hey, let's drag this into this. You want to put your money where your mouth is? I'll bet you right now. Uh, and then all the all your friends can bet against you in a, in a controlled deal. That's a. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool hook. When they first contacted me and said, hey, let's talk about getting involved, that's one of the things that I found really interesting about their model. In the meantime, at Zen Sports, check them out. We're going to come back. Todd Walker, Todd Walker, who's on the call for ESPN, says he can join. So we're going to do that as we continue right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we welcome you back. Boy, the Supers, it's going to be incredible tomorrow. Our listener watch party out at Corner 16 will never be forgotten by the living fan. One of our guests of honor tomorrow is going to be the great uh, Jim Peters over at TLD Logistics. And I was talking to Jim this morning, and we were talking about this next gentleman, the great Todd Walker. And he said, Tony, what a tremendous ambassador for the sport of baseball this gentleman is. And, Todd, I welcome you back to our airwaves. Last time you were here, we were sort of taking on water as a ball club or mired in mediocrity or whatever the term is. And, and you kind of had the uh, hot take at the time, which was, hey, I like these guys to get to Omaha, so it's kind of ironic that you're on the call this weekend, Todd. As I welcome you in. Well, thanks. Yeah, you're talking about Tennessee, I assume. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, they. Well, look. Even though they were taking water, as you call it, they still won 16 games in the league, and they were trying to find out their own identity. Remember, we all remember last year the high flare and the fireworks and all this 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 personality last year. It's a different team this year, and even Tony Vitello said. You know, we walked into Missouri in week one, and I think a lot of our group thought that just because we stepped on the field, they were going to lay down for us, and they got punched in the mouth. And now you had to kind of go back with your tail between your legs and find out your identity, and that helped them to where they're at now. I think that was huge. It's amazing, isn't it, that losses can make all the difference in the world. And well, we, all, we all know that you learn more from your failures than you ever learn from your successes, and that's where Tennessee's at. And then you really kind of learn about your club after a just a real gut check. That Clemson game was, uh, man, that's just one for the annals. It's, it's why we love baseball. Those of us who love baseball, people that don't understand baseball, you, we try to show them a game like that. I don't know if they'd ever get it. But, Todd, for the baseball fan, it had every, that game had everything in it you want. Everything. Dude, I really don't. I'm, clearly, I went to LSU, right? So, I mean, I, I, I pull for them, and, I, you know, that's my deal. That game... And, and I, I really like Tony Vitello. We've talked a lot during the course of the year. I texted him after that game. I said, bro, I haven't been locked in a baseball game like that in a long, long time. You know, and he wrote back, you know, yeah, it was awesome. You know, um, Zane Denton is at the plate, 4-2 down. That Grimes or whatever threw eight and, the, eight and two-thirds, came out with one out for a complete game. Clemson wins, right? Comes out of the game, they bring that right-hander in. Zane Denton swings through two fastballs in a row with two guys on it. I'm thinking, oh, man, come on. I mean, you know, this is their home run guy. And then gets this wasted slider. And then after swinging through two fastballs, times it up and hits three-run homer. And then they, you know, of course, Clemson ties in the bottom of the inning. You, you would have hoped that they could hold them down, but they didn't. And they go 14. Tennessee's bullpen in that region only gave up one run in 14 innings. Mm. That's why I like them. Chase Burns is one of the most dominant closers in the league, and it was happened by mistake. And I love that about them, too. Uh, the offense is 290, 122 home runs, 360 as a staff ERA. They have not made an error in the last five games. Tennessee's numbers and the way they're make up, it, it, it is pointing toward winning this thing, I'm telling you. And and the other thing, now clearly it's a baseball game, anything can happen, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but, but, uh, you watch them, and you're like, they've got they've got all the parts. I mean, you know, and it, the last thing was, do they travel well, right? Because they weren't very good early in the year. They won two out of 13 on the road. They go to South Carolina week 10, win two out of three. 
and and including that, they've won six out of eight in the road. So I think they've answered that question too. You know, Jeff Henderson, jump in here with Todd Walker, who's on the call for the family of networks this weekend. Go ahead, Bino. Hey, Todd, you were kind enough to be on with us about three weeks ago, and you said on here at that time that you thought Tennessee had the best chance of any team in the SEC uh, to go and win the College World Series. And I, I, I have to be honest with you, uh, I, I, I thought, uh, boy, that that's I've, I've loved everything that Todd said, but I don't know if I can open or not. And then you go on the SEC network uh, just a couple of days later and put your top five up there and, Sure enough, Tennessee was up there at the top. Just what did you see in them that those of us closer to them couldn't see? You have to get below the surface. The surface was they were struggling a little bit through the SEC. They had some nice series wins, but then, you know, lost. I think, I think the stat is they've, they played seven series against ranked teams, top 25, and they won four of them. Mm. Um, the numbers that I've already told you with the bullpen, it's really good. Uh, the three frontline starters, Andrew Lindsay's, what, what a great story he is. That dude's got a 2.4 ERA. I mean, six, 63 innings, uh, on the year that he came out of nowhere. Frank Anderson just plucked him out of the Appalachian League and now he's the Friday night guy for Tennessee. And then you add him to Drew, Drew Beam and Chase Dolander. And then Chase Burns worked out to where that, you know, I think the first time they put him in the pen, I think it was against Vanderbilt where he came in, looked like he was having fun. He's throwing a hundred. He's striking everybody out. And you thought, all right. They've got every piece, you know, and, and it's a baseball game. So if, if, uh, if, uh, you know, Zane Denton swings through that third fastball and they lose that game to Clemson, I don't know if they're still playing. I mean, cause I thought whoever won that game, you got to turn around and play a noon game. Whoever lost that game, it was going to be tough for them to beat whoever they played, but it was Charlotte. Uh, and as it played out, Clemson couldn't get it done. So that was a massive game and if they do end up pulling this thing off which there's a lot of luck involved too and that's what you can't predict um but uh but if they end up pulling this thing off i i, I guarantee you they're going to point to that game as the turning point of their entire season you know todd there's a there's an air of destiny almost when you win a game like that because tennessee didn't deserve to win that game you were talking about clemson starter he outdoled dolander i mean he was insane and yeah. uh and and then you look at everything that went on in the, in the game, and, you know, Tennessee just kind of struggled with their bats and one swing, get a lead, then they give a lead up, like you were talking about in the ninth inning, which, again, those are telltale signs you're not going to win a game. And then they had a bang-bang double play uh, to get out of that Burns inning where you were talking about Vitello. Vitello left him out there in a bases-loaded jam. And he that they had to review, by the way. That they had to review. review and, that, remember? Yeah, and, yes, yes. And, and you never see him run onto the field the way that he did. He ran out there and was the first guy to meet Burns. I mean, you could sense right there that that team just sort of grew up in that moment. It was like, okay, we're here now. And, you know, that's what kind of makes them very dangerous this weekend. When I saw the draw, and we, we knew Monday that they were, and they knew they were going on the road on Monday. And I think that was a probably a not a real well-kept secret within the those that followed the sport closely, but they knew they were going on the road. I'm not so sure it's not better for them to be on the road right now, Todd, versus the pressure of playing at home. Your thoughts? It's a great way to look at it. I, there were times. Now, clearly, everybody plays better at home. Tennessee's 34-5 and five at home. Um, but personally, I played better at times on the road because of that reason right there. So I'd go, you know, at home, you know, you, you make a few mistakes. They'll boo you at home, too, yep. you know. And you, you're not playing well, and you get a little bit of that, and then 
And, and the, the main reason it's harder in that instance is because you care so much what they think because they're your home fans mm-hmm. and you love them and you, you need their support. And when you don't get it, it's hard to play at home. And, and that's clearly not what's going on. I mean, the Tennessee fans would have been ridiculously loud this weekend. It would have been awesome. But, but it sometimes is better to play on the road, and Tennessee's had to do it. Week 10, they go to South Carolina. They go to the SEC tournament. And then they send them over to a Clemson regional when I thought they'd get put in that Indiana State regional, won 17 in a row. And so they've had to fight through some adversity, and you have to have that to find your identity. And I think uh, Tennessee's done that over the course of the year. Um, and, yeah, yeah, you're right. Caden Grice just dealt in that game all the way until one out. I mean, they got one out left, and they, they end up beating him out of the game in that one instance, bringing in that righty, and then Zane Denton does his thing, and, Christian Moore was ridiculous. He had seven hits in that regional with four home runs. And you're just starting to see a team that's really, really, you know, coming into their own. And, again, that Clemson situation, barely lose. One out away from probably winning the regional. They lose by, you know, one strike away. And uh, and then they lose the next day and their season's over. That's how baseball works. So there's a there's a element of this that's luck and the draw and who you get, uh, clearly. But if you're looking at the numbers now, uh other than Florida, and the only reason I wouldn't say LSU is because they don't have that dominant arm in the bullpen like right. Tennessee does yeah. and like Florida does. Other than Florida, I think Tennessee's got the best shot. That Florida team, God, they're legit on offense, man. Bino, go ahead, yeah. jump back in here with Todd. Hey, Todd, I, I'm not saying at all that Tennessee got host with this hosting situation uh, because I think it was pretty much a toss-up. It, it, it was it was a close right. uh Close decision, but do, do you think that there needs to be more transparency or more structure in the selection process of those outside the, the top eight national seats? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. How, in other words, what you're saying is, tell me what they bid, and I'll and tell me what Tennessee bid, and let's see if it made sense that we send it to Hattiesburg. But what you're hearing a lot about is the word slightly. So South Southern Mississippi has slightly better attendance for the year. That's they, right. They bid slightly higher than Tennessee. They have slightly higher capacity. The uh, the uh, press box is slightly bigger than it is in Knoxville. So all these slightlies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were five or six that pointed Southern Mississippi's way. And look, we're going to do the broadcast, and the first thing you're going to hear me say is, right now, it doesn't matter. And, and to your point, uh, we're on the road. We've played well on the road. We've won six out of eight. Let's get it. Let's go. I don't care if we're on, uh, you know, on the road or not. Uh, we got a chance to go to Omaha and win this thing. Uh, that's going to be a non-issue once the game starts. What's your sense of Southern Miss? That Tanner Hall kid is a obviously a great pitcher. I watched him last weekend. Full disclosure: my son went to University of Pennsylvania, just graduated there. And oh, he's uh, pulling for Penn then. Penn, uh, Penn his Penn boys. Right. He was. I tell you what, man. That Friday night. We were so excited and so, like, freaked out in our house. College baseball is a great game. Hey, those Penn kids came really close to beating these guys, but when you lose a game and you fight your way out of a loser bracket, you got to have a lot of guts and a lot of chutzpah. you got to have a lot of something to you to do what they've done, Todd. Southern Miss has, to me, I look at them, they've got a very balanced, good, veteran I'm not taking this thing lightly this weekend. What do you see when you look at Southern Miss? No way can you take it. No way can you take it lightly. Southern Miss is very good. They won 45 games this year. They're 26 and five at home. 
head coach Scott Berry announced his retirement, so there's an emotional factor there. Corky Palmer did the same thing years ago, and Southern Miss ended up winning the Super Regional. Uh, a lot of because of that emotional sense, and and you get you get the idea that they love their coach. Now I played for a lot of different coaches, didn't like all of them. Uh, some that I didn't like, and it's the way the world turns in baseball. But it feels like this team really loves Scott Berry, so there's an emotional connection there. It's something that they may play for. Um, absolutely. Tanner Hall is ridiculous. Me and Ben McDonald talked at length last night because I had Kentucky last weekend. He's calling LSU Kentucky, and he likened them to Greg Maddox. So he can manipulate that fastball like Greg Maddox. So he can throw it 88, he can throw it 90, 91, he can throw it 94. He can make it move. He can dance. He can. He, he, you know, he's perfect with his location. Tanner Hall is going to be tough on that opening night. Now he did get beat last year, and remember what the national champions from last year did? They had to go through Southern Miss to do it, and they blanked them in two straight games. So Tanner Hall's tough, but so is Andrew Lindsey. Uh, and then beyond that, I think after game one, Tennessee's got the advantage, you know, because they're the depth of the pitching and the starters with Dolander and Beam. Um, you know, just better than what Southern Miss has. But Tanner Hall is really, really good. Billy Oldham is the guy they may throw in game two. He's good too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got 82 strikeouts in 69 innings. So, but Tanner Hall's their dude. The and thing they haven't the seen, though, Todd, the thing they haven't seen, which we were talking with Evan Russell earlier in the week, he said a couple things. He said, when you're at home and you have the weight of expectations on you, a lot of times, that if Tennessee can get that first one, like Notre Dame did last year in Tennessee's building, he said the pressure just goes right to that home team. He said that's why a lot of these home teams in these deals can falter, cause, but you've got to be the team that puts the pressure and puts the onus on that other team. He said the thing that's scary about Southern Miss is they were right here in this spot last year. They have the preponderance of the roster back, uh, and, and he thinks that's kind of a scary proposition for the Vols, that they're, they're playing a battle-tested team here. I love that you use the word preponderance or whatever. I, I don't know what that means, but I do know they got seven of their nine uh, hitters back. That, that was excellent. Yeah. Um, Justin Storm is a big lefty. Yep. So they've got a lefty piece in that pen that yep. can neutralize the left-handed hitters in Tennessee's lineup. Um, but if you remember, Tennessee came back in one game two of the Super Regional last year, so it, it, it changes, right? So the momentum, we talk about momentum all the time, but it changes basically, you know, hitter by hitter. And and when you're talking about stacking Lindsay and Beam and Dolander in the starting role, it's not going to be a situation you don't feel like. This is why we play the games, though. But it doesn't feel like a situation where one of those guys is going to go out there and just walk the house. And, you know, I watched Indiana with a chance to go to the Super Regional against Kentucky last week, and they, they were in the driver's seat. They were 2-0. and Kentucky's 2-1. and They had beat West Virginia to get to this game. Indiana walks out there and hits the first guy, walks the next two to start the game. And you can't do that. Just can't do that. And that's where the momentum shifts and changes. But again, that's why I feel like Tennessee has an advantage. Um, they don't walk a lot of people. They're accurate. They get a lot of swing and misses. And it's going to start with those three starters, you know, to get out there and get after it and hold them down. I think Ole Miss last year, uh, it was zero zero through five in one of those games, one of those two games. And then uh, Southern, I mean, uh, Miss, uh, Ole Miss finally knocks three or four out in the fifth inning, and then they beat them five to nothing. I think that was the Tanner Hall game, game two last year. So that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like tight, 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 and then there's going to be a situation where one of the teams has to bust out. Todd Walker's on the call tomorrow and this weekend, Super Regional Tennessee, down in Hattiesburg. We are going to have a Lister watch party, corner 16 tomorrow, 
and we'll have a couple hundred and fifty, three hundred or so people. Get out there. I got somebody telling me they're coming all the way from uh, Jackson, Tennessee. They're coming five and a half hours to come to our listener watch party tomorrow. So it's the next best thing to being there. And uh, we'll have Todd Pike through there for sure. Bino, Jeff, jump back in. Two uh, Tanner Hall questions for you here, Todd. Um, the first one, do you feel like looking at the two staffs that it's more imperative that Southern Miss win the Tanner Hall start Saturday than for Tennessee to win game one? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we talked about Tennessee getting after Tanner Hall. Clearly for, for, for Southern Miss, they, they're relying on winning that game with Tanner Hall. Uh, and, and keep in mind, remember, they had Hurston Waldrip on the staff too last year, and he goes to Florida. Imagine if they had him back, but that's neither here nor there. But, but I mean, I was just looking at that. I'm like, man, they were stacked. Uh, clearly, if you beat up on Tanner Hall, that's their best, and you win that game, then the, 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 the air goes out of the balloon pretty significantly. Now, they can get it back, like we've been talking about. Game two, you, you go three or four in the first couple innings. I just don't see that happening against Chase Dolander. I mean, he's just so dumb. Um, and that's what you love about the, the three starters that Tennessee has is, is they're just, they're not going to give you a whole lot. Now, it's kind of the same with Southern Miss. That's why I think this can be a low scoring game, at least for the first two games. Um, and they're going to have to be patient with Tanner Hall. Like, he does strike out some guys, 118, but he doesn't, he's not going to overpower you. You just have to be patient. Maybe take strike one, you know, and, and let it, let it feel out, get his pitch count up, that type of thing. Um, and I don't know their, their plan. We're heading up there to watch some of these practices today, uh, get a better feel for it, both from Vitello and Scott Berry from Southern Miss. Um, but it's going to be a – dude, I think tickets are going for like 500 bucks now. Great, the stadium only holds like 5,500 or whatever, and that's like busting at the seams. It's going to be electric here, man. And, you, you know, as a visitor, and that was a great point, you can feed off that as a visitor too. And it's people you don't care about. So for me as a player, back to that on the road – a lot of times I played better for that reason because you can feed off the energy and you don't care what they say or what they do. And to me, the pressure was off. Todd, it sounds to me like you think the Vols are getting through. I don't want to speak for you, but give me your sense of what, what we're going to see this weekend. Yeah, it's low scoring. I can't obviously make a prediction. I'm calling these games that I really like this Southern Miss team. It's going to be close. Um, but the prediction is it's going to be low scoring, especially early, especially game one. It's going to be a situation where, like I mentioned, it's, it's going to be locked in six fifth or sixth inning where it's close and somebody gets a key hit um the factor of this stuff that when you when everybody's good at this level there's only 16 teams left in the country out of 295 mm-hmm. division one start um it become i call it luck but it's 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 like this one situation where it either works out or it doesn't i got a gallon second you know in the seventh inning and it's a one-run game and i had a missile and does it go right at second base or does it go in the gap you know i mean that's something you can't predict and so it's going to be a great matchup between these two, um, but I think I think you need to look for you know what Tanner Hall's doing, like uh, you know like and and it's all starting pitching. To me, baseball is all pitching. Uh, you can get a few hits here or there, and the defense, like I just mentioned, with Tennessee has been good. Southern Miss similar. Um, it's going to come down to what pitcher can last the longest. Really, is usually how it works. And and you saw Chase Burns in that Clemson game. Somebody out of the pen that comes in and just gives their heart out and just pitches their heart out and pitches on fumes and still gets it done. That's incredible. I love seeing these kids compete. It's, uh, again, like I go back to last weekend, there was so much great stuff around college baseball that I don't even know where to start. I mean, what an incredible weekend 
for a sport that continues to grow. I mean, that Tennessee-Clemson uh, game did a very good number, and the sport continues to grow. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a wonderful brand of the sport. And, and you are uh, a great ambassador of the game, Todd, and I appreciate you joining right. us. You're like an honorary vol, man, with your daughter coming to grad school here. and That's right. We need to, we need to have a, a ceremony for you. She's, uh, we're going to spend some time up there in Knoxville. Uh, she's actually going to law school there. So, yeah. uh, um, she's fired awesome. up, man. Her and my wife checked it out a few weeks ago. I think she saw one of the coaches there outside the bank. They didn't tell the coach who I was. So they got, but they were, they said whoever it was, uh, uh Elander or somebody was overly nice and showed them around. And so it was pretty cool. And that's how you know, like Tony and his guys, they take time for people. Because it's one thing to be nice to your daughter because she's your daughter. It's another thing to be nice to somebody who's a random person. That's how you find out who's real in life, you know? Yeah, and she didn't. they didn't know who they were, and they, they said, man, they were so nice, show us around, blah, blah, blah. And so we're looking forward to it, yeah, and this is going to be an unbelievable series one way or the other. Um, I'm really fired up to, to see this. It's going to be packed, man. Brother, be blessed. Enjoy the baseball weekend. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, man. We come back on the other side. It's your Tony Basilio show. We continue. Guys, what'd you think of that? Bino, Bry, was he not incredible before we go to our break here? We've got a big second hour coming up. What'd y'all think of that? I'm telling you, I, I loved when we had him on several weeks ago. He's, uh, yep. he, he's just, he's great. He, he's at, at just another in the long line of guys that the SEC network. Uh, baseball analysts that are just outstanding. Well, they're just, you know, the baseball guys that they're, they just love their sport. And, and I appreciate that. Chris Burke's going to join us next hour. He's one of them, you know. And, and they say the same thing about Chris Burke and other markets. I, I was talking to Billy Derrick, who uh, is on with Plaster, and he, he does his own Vanderbilt podcast, and he had Burke on, and he, he sent me a text because I helped him kind of interface or whatever. But he said, man, what a great guy. And Billy Derrick hates Tennessee. You know what I mean? But he was like, Chris Burke, what a what an incredible ambassador for the sport. So we've got a stacked and packed hour number two out in front of you. And we're going to continue on the other side. And I want to thank Todd Walker, who, who appeared today on the TLD Logistics Hotline. We've been burning it up on the TLD Logistics Hotline. And, yes, Jim Peters over at TLD. I did tell him uh, that you called the man a great ambassador. And, sure enough, he lived up to it. So let's continue. Oh, God, they're trying to call me. That must be Titans Bill trying to call me on my personal cell. Let's continue on the other side as we roll it back. On this Friday, right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee Lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here. Somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, cold hard cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Boogity, 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 as the old saying goes. Let's go uh, to our TLD Logistics Hotline. Joining us now, head coach, 865 Alliance on the guy's side, Michael Meyer joining. They are back home tomorrow. In fact, coach, a doubleheader. Let's give the gals a shout-out because they're on the mic first. And you guys got a busy weekend of the beautiful game coming at us here in East Tennessee over at Hardin Valley tomorrow. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's going to be quite an event with the the ladies going first and uh, we're we're falling behind them and hopefully all of Knoxville comes out and supports both teams so yeah it's exciting time well it's absolutely an exciting time and uh now now that their uh the the beginning of their game is what time they would have to double check i think it's three is that three three o'clock and then we're at seven okay all right i was going to ask you how how that scheduling worked from your perspective, though, you guys have been on the road for about forever. It's mighty nice. I let you play on your home field every once in a while in that league, Coach. Yes, it, it's 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 been a bit. Um, the next four out of five games are at home, and uh, yeah, it's it's good to be back. And uh, to, you know, we're excited to have the crowd back. Last time, like I, I spoke to you before, we had a lot of the youth from SC Alliance, che- you know, cheering our name. Uh, and that was the, the kids, the, the players really took to that. And again, it was against uh, Fossil. So um, we have the hops this tomorrow, and, um, you know, that'll be a, a good challenge. And we're looking to, you know, respond from last week's little hiccups. So. And this is your second time through against them. So tell me about what you learned the last time and what we'll see from your opponent. Well, uh, last time we played them, we uh, – they were in a four-three-three, and we're going to have to adjust to that. And uh, after watching tape, they played Georgia Storm last week, and they drew. So they have some tricky players up top. Um, kid named David Inbert on the left side. We're going to really have to keep an eye on. He he scored some nice goals against us last time. So we have our work cut out for us. But um, you know, we we went back to the drawing board this past this past week. and had a good session uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and just. It's all about getting better each week. You played one home game out of your five. You've been on the road, and now the schedule flips. You've got to be looking forward to just staying at home and staying off the bus for a while. Uh, and this has to be a real opportunity for you. I'm looking at the standings, and, and the first-place team is sitting there with 11, and you guys are at seven. You've got to feel pretty decent about where you are right now, as much as you've been on the road. Yeah, I mean – I think I try to keep on telling the guys that don't pat themselves on the back. There's a lot more work to be done. Um, obviously, we want to take, we don't want to overlook anyone. Just take one game at a time. And I'm very happy with how the guys have continued to grow. But each, you, you know this, each game, each team uh, brings its different challenges, and they're all good. So everyone can beat anybody at any time. So 
we really have to make sure we're learning from every experience and uh, every opponent because everyone adjusts and uh, make sure we're ready to go this, you know, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, like, and like you said in the beginning, for it to be a doubleheader, uh, the town of, of Knoxville should be eating this up because it's uh, soccer craziness here. Michael Meyer, tomorrow the uh, the Ladies 865 Alliance team plays at 3, then they come behind them at 7, and it's going to be over at the Hardin Valley Academy, that world-class facility that they're playing in there, which has to be an absolute blessing. And, and what has life been like when you go on the road to some of these different places, and how does your home field uh, match up in the in the National uh, Premier Soccer League compared to some of the other places you've played thus far? I think it, it's um, right up there. I mean, I think our first crowd, I mean, for the guys, uh, speaking about that, I think we had a, a little bit over 400 our first uh, home game, and that oh, that was excellent. Hopefully we'll grow from that. Yeah, uh, the, Everything's like baby steps. But uh, the, the two venues that really stood out in my mind were uh, the, you know, actually Charlotte Hops had a good following as well as, as everyone knows, Appalachian uh, FC, their crowd was um, very, very good. And I think they had over probably close to 2,000. So, wow. you know, that type of, if you're able to create that type of environment, uh, one, you know, the, the home team feeds off that, obviously. And two, it's just, um, it's another element too, because App FC is extremely loud and you're right behind the fans and, uh, it's, it's just, if you're able to simulate that as it grows in Knoxville, you know, the sky's the limit here. I mean, there, there, it's just, uh, uh, hopefully we can do that as we progress and get better and better and better. You've gotten to know your team as you go and, and the crowd will as well, uh, tomorrow and the community will. Who should, as folks come to that game tomorrow at seven o'clock tomorrow, Hardin Valley Academy, uh, names and numbers. Give me a couple uh, folks to look for tomorrow that you think are, are set to have uh, good games. Uh, uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Ravirez, uh, he's our number nine, possibly. Um, Isaac Garo, he plays out wide. Uh, you know, maybe Timmy Baker, uh, he's in the midfield. Those guys have been, really picked up their matches, you know, game time, and they've been very. Hopefully, you know, uh, the midfield to forward combination play will um, kind of set the tone. But uh, yeah, those players have been very, very solid for us, and hopefully that continues. Michael Meyer, I wish you the best of luck tomorrow. I know it's going to be a rather full day for everybody involved. John Schneider, those those folks better get some sleep, man. You're putting on two games tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be a long day. But, no, it'll be a fun day. We're, we're definitely up for the challenge. Hey, thank you, my friend. If folks want more information, where do they go? They can go to our website, and 865.com, and, or go to our Facebook page, and check us out there. And uh, 11 Sports does our live streaming, as well as they have it live streamed really down good. at Orange Chat, the Orange Chat Brewery. It's really cool. Yeah. And listen, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, good luck tomorrow, man. I know you, I know we're getting a dub tomorrow. I can feel it coming. Thank you, Tony. And thank you for me. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Coach Michael Myers, one more time, 865 Alliance. And you can find out more information there, 865alliance.com. And before it's over, I'm dragging Beanstar out to a game this summer. And uh, Beano and myself, um, maybe maybe during intermission, we'd have uh, members of the audience come down and shoot at us on goal. 
Bino, would you like to get shot at on goal? Do you think? Do you think, Beanstar, do you think you'd be up for that after uh, what you went through this past weekend, physically speaking? To, to make up for my lack of speed, Tony, now, I do have a glove big enough I could catch a, a soccer ball in it. Interesting. Interesting. As you get older and you're playing like softball, Bino, does the glove get bigger? It did for me, Tony. Now, what's the reason for that? Uh, that one half step I can't make, if my glove's like two zip codes, I can just throw it out there and the ball might go in it. Absolutely next level. Brian, let me take your temperature right now. How the ball's going to do this weekend? Well, Bino, let me take your temperature. I haven't asked you this. Brian seems feeling pretty good about it. I won't be redundant here. Bino, you look at this matchup, and, and, and you and I both know that baseball is about as random bill as they come. Last year, that thing with... Um, I think when Notre Dame taught me a real lesson, this is not football. You don't just roll out there and steamroll people. Things have to go right for you in, at any level of baseball. But your team has to perform. Bino, do the Voltellos perform tomorrow? Do they perform this weekend? Do you see the thing going one, two, or three games, Bino? How do you see the series playing out? I think it's the three-game series, Tony, that the Vols win. Which means it will be excruciating if that happens. If that thing goes three, can you imagine, Brian Hartman, how excruciating that's going to be if that thing goes three games? Just imagine how nervous you'll be going to sleep on Sunday night. Oh, my gosh, man. But I've got good news. I think I think you can pack your broom for Sunday. There won't be a game on Monday. I'll sweep them. You know, I, I just... I just don't have a terrible I, – I, I didn't have a terrible feeling last week, but I didn't know what to think last week. Because the last time we had seen Tennessee, they looked – what would you call their performance in the SEC tournament? I, lifeless, maybe? Would that be an accurate description, Beanstar, of what they looked? They looked just, just totally disengaged. Boy, sat, that, that, this, their performance the last weekend, I am but, so believing in how they're playing right now. To play for that team to play three games of pressure baseball and not make an error, that team, not any team, but that team, Maui Ahuna diving for ground balls, not not just any team, that team. I think the lifeless performance in Hoover won the game for him Saturday night against Clemson. Don't tell Burke that. Don't tell Chris Burke that who joins us now live on the TLD Logistics Hotline online. TLDlogistics.com. Burke, Italia, where are we heading, brother, if anywhere? No, I think that makes perfect sense. You, you play terrible on a Tuesday afternoon, and that helps you play good on a Saturday night. Thank you. That makes tons of sense. Tons of yeah. sense. Tons of sense, Brian. You're, ma- you're making s- him and Matt Dixon. Great observation. Oh, Matt Dixon's been ripping you, too. Oh, really matters. Great, Great observation. Matt and yeah. Brian, boy, they really bring the knowledge. Fantastic. Berkey, let's talk about. Yeah, I'm in Gainesville. I'm in Gainesville. I got South Carolina and uh, Florida. Todd Walker just told us the two teams, the two best teams from the SEC, in his opinion, are Florida and Tennessee. Well, he, I think you you said it right before you had me on. Like, you know, the the thing that was going, I think the thing that was going to determine Tennessee postseason was going to be first, could they play just competent defense. 
It didn't have to be elite defense. Competent. I don't know if they played elite defense this past weekend, but they they were better than competent. Like yep. I think the double play that Christian Moore and Maui Ahuna turned that yeah. got overturned um, really showcased why people thought Maui could be a first round pick. Because if you don't have a bazooka, you cannot turn that double play. Like I'll be honest, I was yelling at the TV when Christian Moore didn't charge that ball and throw it home. I couldn't believe he didn't throw that ball home. I'm like, nobody turns a double play on a dribbler to second base. And then Maui came across that bag and threw that thing like Carlos Correa. Like, that was, I was blown away by that double play. Um, so the defense was, was good enough. The second thing that I think is going to continue to determine Tennessee's postseason is can they hit the ball to the ballpark? I mean, it's, it's been proven game after game. After, like, their offense comes from home runs. Um, and that's why I told you guys uh, that I love their draw, even when uh, most people didn't, was because I was certain that that ballpark was going to play just like Lindsey Nelson does. And and it did. Uh, and they were able to hit plenty of home runs, and uh, that carried their offense. So it'll be interesting to see how the ball – the ballpark's not as small this weekend, but it's not huge either. The gaps are very friendly. It's a little bigger to center field. Uh, but, again, I think – Defense is going to be another huge piece of the puzzle for the balls this weekend. Ballpark for the uninitiated when you're watching uh, along tomorrow, and those of you who are with us over at Corner 16, uh, out west, uh, Pellsippi at North Shore, our watch party of the stars. The ballpark tomorrow is 340 down the lines, 370 in the alleys, and uh, 400 uh, to uh, center field, so it's not inordinately huge. Beanstar, jump in here with uh, Chris Burke, who just absolutely chided Brian Hartman off the top, which I've got time for. Go ahead, Bino. Hey, Chris, it's great to get to talk to you again. Um, uh, you probably half answered this already, but uh, Tennessee's biggest advantage this weekend and your biggest concern for them. Their biggest advantage is always on the mound. I, I think, you know, there's a pretty good – I think that, that Southern Miss team is – Seen a lot through the years. This is a very experienced team, but you know it just—it's hard to get ready for Tennessee's arm. Um, mm. So I think I think their biggest advantage is, is going to be on the mound. Um, their biggest concern—I would say that uh, Southern Miss has a couple different looks. Like that Armstead kid that comes in out of the bullpen—it's a very unique look. Uh, Tanner Hall is a kind of unique starter for today's world. Um, so, and then they're going to, I think a challenge for Tennessee is going to be, okay, it's always a program that plays with a chip on their shoulder and even heightened. So because of the circumstances uh, of the selection of where the super regional is played. And so I think Tennessee is going to have to do a lot of work with, um, channeling that energy properly because the last thing you need is, um, you know, some umpire deciding to throw, you know, let's just say Christian Moore out of a game because he celebrates a home run uh, over the top, you know, that kind of deal. So I think that's going to be a challenge. I, I will say that I, I haven't really heard this talked about. I'm, I haven't caught much of the show the last few weeks, so you guys have probably talked about it. But I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Tony has really um, – he has really kind of brought down his end game energy in, in a good way like tony has become very cool calm and collected it appears 
uh, relative to what we saw from him last year uh, in some of these big moments. I couldn't agree with that more. The only real show of any bursts that we saw from him is when he met Chase Burns out there, which mm-hmm. any manager would have done, Burke, after Burns essentially chased him off the mound and wiggled out of that uh, bases loaded no out situation but otherwise and you haven't seen Tennessee's team through that regional chirp at umpires you haven't seen them really talk a lot of trash to the opponent I think it's interesting that a Clemson kid got thrown out warned and thrown out of the game Um, and, and by the way the inside word is that uh, over there, Denton has no idea what the kid said to him because he didn't hear it. So, uh, yeah, that that deal was just really weird. That's just no place for. I mean, look, college baseball. I get what they're trying to do. You get what they're trying. Can't do that at that spot in the game. Just like no. you can't. Just like Chris, you can't throw that kid out at Indiana, who's player of the year in the league, uh, for for taking one step out of the dugout with a, with the uh, home run uh, prop in his hand. No. Come on now. No. But but to your point, Bert, uh, Tony, I think really, and you and I have talked about this with him. He's a smart guy, and he's not afraid to say, "Hey, last year I was wrong, and here's why, and I'm going to change my approach." There's no doubt he's changed his approach, Chris. There's no doubt he's in there. I don't know what he's using. I haven't talked to him about that. I don't know what kind of mental deal, but he's before yeah. our very eyes. He's using something in terms of some kind of self-talk there's he's keeping himself in check which is really interesting for him yeah you you know you always you you've been uh, consistent with this throughout different sports of really paying attention to how coaches grow and learn and yeah uh, he he has obviously grown I, I had national members of the media pointing that out to me uh, of how uh, much they've noticed Tony's uh, grown uh, with his sideline demeanor, so to speak, throughout the course of this season. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Brian Hartman, uh, jump yeah. in. Yeah, it, it's very, it's very interesting. And will Tennessee stay composed this weekend when they get in the spot? And it's going to be a big storyline. Yeah. it's going to be heated down there. It's sure does. When you say heated, what do you mean? Chippy. It's just going to be chippy. Like the fan bases are already at each other. You know these tenants. You know Tony B has used this this deal as motivation for his kids. Yep. And for their coaches, you know their coaches' last run. Like there's there's going to be a lot of energy in the building. Brian Hartman, jump in. Chris Burke joining us. The Hit King. Good, Brian. I'll just say to rephrase what I meant earlier. Then I'll ask the question. I think the fact that Burns looks so strong on the mound and the relief pitchers like Halverson look so strong is because they didn't get a whole lot of work or any work at Hoover much, and I think that actually helped them. But my question is that Southern Miss was in this exact same spot last year hosting a Super Regional, so they've got experience. It didn't go well last year. Should the fact that they, they've been back, that they may have learned from that, could that, should that worry Tennessee fans a little bit? Is the experience they've had in this exact same spot last year hosting? I think think so. You know, some of this postseason stuff's hard to figure, you know, not to continue the the conference tournament talk, but, like, you know, we always talk about 
baseball being a game of routine, a game of routine, game of routine, for the most part as players, like when you're in the heart of the season, a week off can be really weird. Like it can, it can, so some guys though, they come back, they look great. They're healthy. They're fresh. They're brand new. Some guys feel awkward and rusty. Like, and, and it's similar to way it's similar. Like, so in other words, you just wait and see what you got. And, you know, you look at TCU and Oregon, they both won their conference tournament and they just steamrolled through their regional. Like looks like two of the best teams in the country. Some teams win their conference tournament like Vanderbilt and they look gas. Like, some of it is just the nature of sports. And I think the same way with hosting some of these big events, like to me, it's you, everybody wants to host because you're playing at home and the comfort of that, the energy, your fan base. But then there's the flip side of hosting where the pressure is heightened and the other team feels like they're playing a little bit with house money and it gets really claustrophobic. You guys felt it last year. Oh. And the home team. When the home team is in a term. game three or an elimination game, Great term. It, you, 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 like the oxygen is just sucked out of the building. And so will, will, will Southern Miss respond to, to getting, they basically got boat race at home last year. And will that be a helpful thing? Or will they show up and feel tight because they don't want to do it two years in a row? Hard to say. Evan Russell had a really good point, Chris, and he, he was telling us that in all the years of playing baseball, all the situations they've been in, going to Omaha, all that stuff, he said that Sunday, when that kid hit that, and he didn't, he said when that kid hit the ball out of the park, which really was an excuse me home run, but they took that lead on that weird ball on the ball on the handle. Right down bat. the right field line. Yeah, we're right yeah. down the right field line, the shortest part, part of the park. He said, you in our dugout, you could feel the tension of that crowd going, oh, no. Oh, yeah. We are going to lose. He said you could literally, it was a, so thick in there, you could not get it off your chest. That's how that, he described that, that's it. that's the reality of it. And Wake Forest is going to be up against it. Wake Forest is going to be a very interesting. I wouldn't bet against uh, Alabama. I'm with you. Yeah, Alabama has zero to lose i'm i'm with you zero experience yep so that could go either way wake forest is playing great but similar to lindsey nelson wake forest stadium is a bandbox mm. and the one thing that's interesting about those kinds of stadiums this late in the year is you literally bring every hitter on both teams becomes a home run hitter like mm. like where where tennessee's going to play this weekend there's probably only three or four guys in each lineup that legitimately can hit the ball out to the big part of the park or to the opposite field. Whereas when you play at a place like Lindsey Nelson Stadium or you play at Wake Forest Place, every hitter on both teams, one through nine, and that kid who beat Tennessee had three home runs on the season. I was excuse three. me, swing. And oh, he was shocked yeah, when the ball went out, Burke. He was shocked. He he's at never it. done that at Notre Dame. Yeah. He's never hit that ball in his life, right? Yep. So that's the hard part, is, um, and especially for a team like Wake Forest, you get into a one or two run game late in the ball game in an elimination game, and any hitter could be the guy that ends your season. And the the weight of that is real, especially on the number one national team. The great Chris Burke joining before Bino jumps in here with him. He's on the TLD Logistics Hotline. I want to remind you tomorrow, Garza Law, extra innings as soon as the game goes final. So I'm hosting a watch party tomorrow, and we're doing a Garza Law extra innings. Uh, uh, call-in program after the game. I'm not going to be working as much as Burke has been, but I don't make his money either. Bino, Jeff <laughs> Henderson, uh, jump back in here. 
Chris, I got two quick ones for you here. Any concern from the Southern Miss side with the amount of pitches Tanner Hall threw last week? I believe he threw over 130. Yeah, I think he, he threw, um, you know, he had his normal start, and then he threw 30 pitches. Yep. Um, I don't, I honestly, I think a kid like Tanner Hall, a sinker baller like he is, sometimes those guys are better, tired. The ball moves more. Um, when they're tired. Now, you don't want, you don't want a four-seam guy out there tired. Like, you don't want Chase Burns or, or Chase Dolander out there tired. Uh, sometimes a, a sinker baller actually has better results when the arms are not quite as fresh. I, I don't, you know, people make, a big deal of a guy throwing 30 pitches on two days rest. I just, this late in the year, these guys are really well conditioned. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, so no, I would say, I don't, I, I think you're going to get Tanner Hall's best. Now, is that good enough? We're about to find out, but I don't think it'll have anything to do. Now that's another team that won their conference tournament, but I guess those don't count. You know, I guess those don't count. So we'll just talk about the teams that lose that won their conference tournament. That's what. That's what Dixie likes to do. But, but, but sorry, you know, I digress. Dixie also <laughs> thinks I'm a jinx, so that shows you where he's at. That's right. That's I mean, right. if I was a jinx, would we win all these championships? That well, go yeah, ahead, Bino. All these games, if you're such a jinx. Go ahead, I mean, Bino. Go ahead, Bino. You were saying. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Dixie, he's he's written an outstanding preview for the Super Regionals kind of that incredible. I highly recommend everyone uh, go to the Stilio.com and check it out. Tclub.team um, today. It's incredible. Go ahead, Bino. He, uh, he, he says in there, uh, uh, Chris, that uh, Dustin Dickerson, number two hitter shortstop, is probably the best hitter on Southern Miss's team. But he also mentions that his dad is an infield instructor for the Phillies. Does that mean Tennessee's approach should be to hit every ball at shortstop? <laughs> Well, I just think that's a really astute observation by you and Dixie, which I would expect nothing less. Uh, I believe Dickerson had a career weekend. I think yep. he had four home runs on the season and hit four last weekend. Um, so, you know, I'm a big law of averages guy, especially in the sport of baseball. Um, so that means, you know, he's probably tapped out for the weekend. So that, you know, it's like this guy from TCU. He had two home runs and 40 RBIs on the season. And then over the weekend, he hits four home runs and drives in 16 or something like that. Like, what in the world? Um, you just, you just never know. There, there's, there's people around every, every turn in these deals that can hurt you and you're just not sure who's going to catch fire. Um, but I will say, like, you know, Southern Miss doesn't get out of that regional if their shortstop doesn't have a career weekend, which give the kid credit. Uh, but if he does that against Tennessee this weekend, I'll, I'll uh, I'll ask for his autograph. Well, I'll tell you this, Burke. Tennessee was very close to playing University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, very close. The, the Penn kids had that lead, and they left that pitcher in too long in, in a in a must win game. They let that kid. They had a four run lead, and they let that kid sit out there and drown. That was terrible managing to get to that. And then they had arms that were capable behind them because they pitched pretty much the rest of the way. Um, you know, and got nicked a little bit, but it wasn't like these guys were horrendous. I just, uh, and, and you know what's funny, Burke, is our fan base reacted as if we got ripped off with this draw and going on the road. And they're mad at me for saying, first of all, on Monday I was saying, if you want to host, you better hope that Southern Miss 
loses today or we're not going to host. And people got angry with that. But, Burke, the truth is um, that that sport needs to bring it above board. And when you announce uh, who the seeds are in each region, one through eight, they need to say this is the first two seed, this is the second two seed. It's time for college baseball to grow. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, they, they definitely need a 1 through 64 on this deal because uh, I, I, it, it leads to too many conspiracy theories. Yep. And when you get conspiracy theories, nobody wins, right? Um, I don't think know, so. At the end of the day, I think, I think the list of the why behind yeah. um, their, their uh, eventual ruling of mm-hmm. the fact that Southern Miss you know, has a higher capacity and it has drawn more fans this year, um, and we're, we're more in the conversation on the front end. I think that holds water, mm-hmm. and hopefully from Tony B's perspective, speeds up the renovation of Lindsey Nelson Stadium that is, you know, hopefully around the corner, right? Because it's like we just we just lost a Super Regional because a non-Power 5 team has a higher capacity stadium and drew more fans than we did this year. Have a better stadium. That, that, and Chris was saying yeah, that. I mean, and listen, listen. Chris, Chris Burke, I'm going to say this with you on here. You know, we give you a hard time, but there is no question, because Tony told me when he first got here, he said, I love the fact that Chris Burke, who I know wanted this job at one point, but he he is such an advocate for what we're doing, and he continues to advocate for a better facility. And, and Chris, I cannot imagine anybody else in the country being at the disadvantage that that guy and his staff are at with their facilities, and are going to go to three. That This is their third consecutive Super Regional. Right there with Texas and Stanford. I mean, are you kidding yeah. me? Are with, you kidding with me? The front, with the front of the stadium, they can't even bring recruits in, too, because it looks so bad. Like, like I, I just – but, again, hopefully we, we – it sounds like we've turned the corner as far as getting the support to get that done. Now they just got to actually put it in place. But, Do it. Yeah, no, I mean, what they've done – is incredible. What they continue to do is incredible. The roster they've built, while it certainly had some ups and downs this year, he's got them playing their best baseball by far right now. Right now. Uh, and they, they're in position to go to Omaha for the second time in three years. And, and you know, I know Brian, he's pointed this out a few times on the blog, but, like, Tennessee's only been to four straight regionals once ever. They've never – they've only been to five supers. Ever like Tony, you know, Tony. What Tony has done is is basically unprecedented. Not basically, it is unprecedented. So, what those guys are doing is incredible, and especially the fact that he's doing it in an era where the Southeastern Conference's facilities have never been nicer, and Tennessee's are are still very much playing keep up. Where do you rank them, Chris? Where do you rank their facilities right now? You go around the part. You go around the. You go around the conference 12, all the time. Thirteenth. I mean, they're right at the wow. bottom. I mean, Missouri's wow. the only one that would be below Missouri. Uh, okay. You know, so that that uh, that that's where they're at. So th- what he's done is incredible. Hopefully, yeah. you know, the, the thought of imagine if football or basketball ever had a competition to host a, a postseason event and lost because of because of the size of the stadium. I mean, and you think that's what happened? Right? You think it's faci- you think it's facility, facility, facility this weekend? Yeah, we got a statement. ESPN got a statement from the NCAA as to what what came down to, and and the criteria listed three of the three of the top bullet points were what I just said, which is higher capacity, more 
fans strong throughout the course of the year, and they were in consideration on the front end to host in Tennessee. Was so. What does that mean on in consideration on the front end to host when they both had a two seed? What what explain them what that means? So so Southern Miss was in that 17, 18, 19 jockeying position, um, right there with with uh, Alabama, South Carolina and uh, Indiana State, like Southern Miss was in that conversation to be one of the last hosts. Okay, so why don't they tell people that? Why doesn't Danny exactly, White tell people exactly. that? I, actually, I will say that John Cohen, who was the chair, was um, in his pre- or post-tournament uh, press conference, actually did mention Southern Miss was in consideration. So, like that was on the record. And I'll be honest with you guys, I, I, some of the national media members pointed that out to him in the space between the regional and announcing where the super regional was going to be. And I think the fact that he did that put him in a pretty tough spot. Like, okay, here's a team that almost was an original host. How could they not be a host on the back end? Right. That's kind of, well, that's kind of where they found it. I just know that Tennessee know, knew the whole time. And I don't know what you know. Tennessee knew the whole time they were going on the road as soon as Penn lost. They just knew it. They, just they felt they did not feel good about no. it, and I got conflicting reports on both ways. But you know, I think at the end of the day, it'd just be it'd be helpful if the NCAA just did one through sixty-four. Yeah. The problem with one through sixty-four is they can't do the regional thing that they're able to do. In other words, let's just say hypothetically that Southern Miss was the number one two seed. Yes. Right. Well, then that means they should have been at Alabama. No, 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 no. You just keep it regional. And you rank the teams within each region. That's so all you got to do. So you name the freedom to send them regionally. You keep the regions the, the exact same yeah. no matter what yeah. happens. Yeah. And the the higher seeded team that wins is going to host in the super regional. Mm-hmm. That Everybody way, when you're calling yeah. to get, because what happened last week was Tom Hart and Kyle Peterson, and you've been there. Tom Hart and Kyle Peterson are doing that game on Sunday, and one of them says Tennessee is now playing for a right to host, and he stopped himself. And it was Kyle. And he said, well, wait a second. No, no, no. Well, we'll get it back up here because Southern Miss is still alive. But he stopped himself. You should be able, when we're watching this, when you're doing the game, you should be able to know what you're looking at and what the consequences are of each particular game. Tennessee had their fans buying tickets on Monday for something that they knew wasn't going to happen. Monday night, rather. They knew that wasn't going to happen. I don't know. I just think it's silly. No, it, it's silly. It's silly. We should know on the front end. Yeah. It's that simple. Everybody should know going in. It would be, it would make things. Of course, you know, we, we just, you, you guys that haven't been following it uh, day in and day out right. for, for the last decade. I mean, we just got 16 national seeds, uh, what, five years ago? Oh, really? You'd have lost your mind, Tony. There was a long time there where they only did the top eight. And then there were eight other regional hosts, but they didn't. They did not rank them. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Bino? I mean, if you want your sport to grow, you got to tell people where you're ranking these teams, don't you? Oh, it's crazy. Hey, so they were sitting up. Listen, guys, I, they wanted to. Uh, I don't think that Tennessee got hosed. I don't. Even and know. I'm not generally a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe they're ever going to rank teams one through sixty-four because I believe they want to preserve the. The ability to be as arbitrary as they want to be in selecting but sides side to top. You're five. not going to grow your sport doing that. You're just not. You're just not. Because that's not, that's just not, 
I don't know what that is. Think, it's not legitimate, Burke. And I and by the way, no, I don't think the Vols got ripped off because when you win one road series all year, don't come crying to me when you're on the road the whole time. That's that's my, was my argument. And at the end of the day, like I I think they're at a place where it might serve them well. I agree with it that. Might just it might just make them that much more hungry. Um, they're playing great. They got a they've got an awesome team. Like we could sit there yep. and. You know, be upset about all we want, but I I'm think not. at the end of the day, you, you, you're playing Southern Miss. You got win two out of three, go to college. That's it. And, I, and you know what, Burke? If I'd have told you that on the front end coming into this thing two months ago, if I'd have pulled Brian aside, the thousands listening to us right now, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you how this thing's going to play out. We're going to be at Southern Miss in mid June for an opportunity to go to Omaha. You just said that team? I will take that. I will take that. Yeah, they were five and ten. They were five. You wanted to play the keys. Well, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. The Vanderbilt game, if I said if they would have gone down the tubes against Vanderbilt, it's time to play the kids. You're right. <laughs> hey, hey, but you also, you also, I got to give you some love because you, even as bad as it got, you kept saying it would not surprise me if this team ends up in Omaha. You should have seen and my I emails. You, you, you should have seen. You posted some nasty emails. I remember you posting some. People nasty were emails. accusing me, Burke, of being. You love Tony. You have a blind spot for him. No, I believe what our uh, Todd Walker said last hour. Pitching is pitching right. is pitching, 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 pitching is pitching, pitching and it's always That's been. Right. It's always and been it's the only, deal. It always will be. And when you hear Eric Backage look at that staff that he had to face the other night. And he saw Dolander, Burns, and and um, Halverson, and he's like, "What in the world yes. did I just look at?" And he's what? throwing how, eleven guys, right? He's tra- he's throwing right. eleven guys. They're throwing three, and Tony's over there in the dugout learning how to breathe. I mean, what a world we live in, Berkey. <laughs> and, and, and as we're upset about not hosting, let's not forget we were essentially down to our last strike of the season twice. He's so, exactly right. You know, you you were you were playing Clemson. Their, their starting pitcher was one strike away from throwing a complete game to, to, to Burke and to Denton. Hey, Berkey, if these guys uh, get through this weekend, the if league. these guys anyway. get through this weekend, Berkey, which is an if, I'm going to call this team a team of destiny going to Omaha because that's the type of stuff that happens in baseball for teams that win it all. That, that thing with Clemson. Because right Clemson deserved to win that game. I've said that a couple times this week on the air. I'm not afraid to say that. It is what it is. Uh, Clemson. Boys, you start calling this team a team of destiny, those Tuesday, Thursday radio shows are going to be so fun. <laughs> Burke, you know Matt Dixon loves that that's even, like, even even percolating in my mind. Matt Dixon loves that. Oh, he loves it. Oh, he's I, such I'd a goof. Matt Dixon, I wonder how come Auburn played so bad. I thought the fact that they got bounced and Hoover quickly would make sure that they definitely went to Omaha. Brian and Dixon, Brian and Dixon are only going to count the ones that go for them in that deal, Berkey. You know that. I thought Auburn would be fresh and ready to play. What happened? Hey, hey Berkey, on the way out, you told me if Tennessee ever got serious about this, and we watched it and started covering it. This is when you were wanting the job 10 years ago. You said, Tony, this thing is unbelievable right now in terms of the way it's grown since I played. You were a 1,000% right. Laura and I were up till 1 o'clock in the morning watching the end of the Penn-Auburn game the other night, looking at each other like, I cannot believe we're up late watching this, (laughs) with my son pumping his fist over there. How about Little University of Pennsylvania almost getting it back to Knoxville? How about the effort they gave? It's incredible. 
I mean, that and and we're I don't know, I don't know if this Southern Miss team's a little bit like this. We've got so many older players yep. still in the game yep. because of COVID and the whole deal. Um, but the thing about watching Penn is they look the part. They look like, the part. I mean, they they look the part. Breaking ball. Yep. They had some arms out of that bullpen that were real. Uh, hey, I've got a I've got a question real quick a big a big picture question sort of. Okay. How come they didn't help Indiana State find somewhere else to play in Indiana? There, hey, hey, Brian. When something looks that confusing, there's usually something you don't know. That's what. That's all. Those kids des- deserve to, to not have to go play at TCU. Yeah, that, that there's there's I, I'm just resigned to the fact there's something something that deal that we don't know. Yeah. And I would there's say no possible way. Yeah, yeah. There's no possible way that team's not hosting unless there's something there we don't know. There's there you can think of a lot of different scenarios. Great answer. Other than that one. It's a great answer. Uh I mean again, if you want your sport to be taken seriously by the masses, if you want to grow I keep using the term if you want to grow but if Chris, if you want to grow your game, home plate umpires are not turning around looking at the kid at Indiana going you're thrown out of the game. There's not. There's not. Well, here's the thing. Mike Rooney made a great point on squeeze play. Yeah. Which was. You guys were fantastic over the weekend. But go ahead. Yes. It shows a blast. This is rough numbers. But last year there were 300 players thrown out of game. This year there were 600. Okay. So the the point is very well taken, which is if the point of coming down harder on celebrations and taunting is to eliminate it, then shouldn't have there been less suspension? Shouldn't there been less? Like twice, twice as many people got thrown out. Um, so, like the point was to be heavy-handed, and kids would stop doing it. But in reality, it just led to twice as many um, ejections. So, I, I don't. I, I, that's going to be one of those things they're going to have to go back because the, the whole point of of trying to police haunting yeah. is. So tomato, tomato. Well, how about that? How about this? I, Bino, I say that. Well, hang, over, hang on, Brian. I've seen a lot of that, though. I'll give you one sec, Brian. Bino, tell him what you said earlier in the week, because Burke's been, Burke was on the air on Monday when you said, what you said is this is Bino. Bino played the sport through college, just like you did. Um, um, of course, you played at a higher level and all that stuff, and probably were a better player than Bino. Although, Bino, go ahead and uh, Bino, give him your line on this because it's a great line. Go ahead, Bino. Well, Chris, my point is they're regulating something that doesn't happen anymore. These kids don't care. With all our annex that we carried on with last year, how many guys did we get plumped? It'd be none. Zero. Zero got how thrown at, Chris. Yeah, how many times did it happen in the college about. game? Yeah. Zero. Yeah, you, so what are we exactly. doing? Heck, did you see the guy from the Reds the other night stand there at home plate after that walk-off home run and yell and scream at his dugout and then spike the bat? I was sitting there thinking, you know, five, ten years ago, that uh, dude would have been a, in a fight at first base. Uh, the other team just walked off the field. Like, I, I just – and I'm not condoning – this isn't – I'm not trying to be, like, uh, neutral. It's just what it is. It is what it is. It's just what it is. Yep. These kids, they do not take that personally. Now – that doesn't mean we don't have to police the game in some regard. I'm not saying just let anything go, but but it has to rise to the level of over-the-top egregious to throw a kid out of the game. And it really shouldn't matter which kid we're talking about 
But especially, that kid was Clemson's best player, and it wasn't very close. Like, that kid was Clemson's best player they threw out of that game. A lot of those extra ejections probably come from umpires overreacting and overreaching, though, just like they did there. Yeah, obviously. 100%. A hundred percent. For Zane Denton to go back to his teammates and go, guys, they, because of the dugout, you know, the first thing you're going to say to a kid is, man, he's through that really great play. What did he say to you? And he goes, I don't know. I didn't hear him. I don't yeah, know what he said. I don't, I don't know. Because the yeah, truth is, these guys chirping each other so much, Chris, they don't hear what they're saying to each other. Right. They don't even acknowledge exactly it. exactly right. Exactly. And, and let me just say that I have plenty of sympathy for the umpires because they've been given a job. Yep, it's hard. Like, they're, they're, they have to do a job. It's, yep. it's like when a cop gives you a parking ticket. Like, yep. you can yell at the cop, but that's his job to give out parking tickets, yep. you know? So we, we've asked them to legislate something that is not black and white. It's, it's as gray as anything could possibly be. And the, I will say this, though. Here's, here's, here's what can happen, which is coaches have got to, when you see that warning issue, because yep. nobody's getting thrown out preemptively. There's always warning. Yes. Right now, I guess the I guess the prop thing's different, but as soon as you see a warning given, you got to rally the troops and say, "Boys, there can't be one ounce of emotion that's not directed towards our dugout the rest of the game." That's it. Like, and if 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 you don't if you don't obey that, and you get thrown out, don't I'm not going to fight for you. Like that's your fault. Berkey, you're my you man. Know? I love you. We look forward to seeing you on the call with Florida uh, this weekend. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful and incredible weekend, brother. You deserve it. Enjoy the weekend, right, man. Pre- appreciate you. Enjoy it yourself. All right, love you, brother. Tomorrow we will be live on the air as soon as the game ends right here at tclub.team. And listener- this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. 
Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is T. Willie. I have got one of our favorite people on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. He's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, let's find out what you got this week. Well, this week we have ground chuck for three seventy nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast $1.89 a pound, iceberg lettuce $0.99 cents each, that smart sugar four-pound bag, two for $5, and Coca-Cola variety six-packs, three for $12. All right, great deal. And as always, if you can't remember what we just told you, you can pick up a flyer at the front door. And the staff there is really, really good at helping you out as well. Again, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street. Easy in, easy out. Miles, thank you as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much. And again, you can check out all their great deals. And they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.